Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your hosts, Mike Fagan and Tim Ben. We're opinion, fact, informative, and your alert system. Now let's get ready to rumble. Good day once again, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim on The Plot Thickens this Thursday here on Right Spokane Perspective. Now, barbecue chicken, green beans, spaghetti, rolls. On a cool day in October, at least 54 homeless people received this hot meal from a woman celebrating her 54 years of life. The woman and her friends decided to forego her usual birthday dinner in a restaurant, choosing instead to cook and serve meals to people on the streets of Chicago. On social media, she encouraged others to perform a random act of kindness as a birthday gift. This story reminds me of Jesus' words in Matthew 25. Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. He said these words after declaring that his sheep will be invited into his eternal kingdom to receive their inheritance. At that time, Jesus will acknowledge they are the people who fed and clothed him because of their genuine faith in him, unlike the proud religious people who did not believe in him. Although the righteous will question when they fed and clothed Jesus, he'll assure them that they did for others was also done for him. Feeding the hungry is just one way God helps us care for his people. Showing our love for him and relationship with him. May he help us meet others' needs today. You know the drill, folks. Father God, you are a loving and gracious God. Please help us to show your love through our actions today. In your son's Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, there's some really interesting you know, thoughts going through my head. Yesterday's show, we talked about how many there was, there was too many takers and not enough makers. And today, yeah. today's inspiration kind of, it makes me think, you know, somewhat how we cover things, the way we view things as Christians, as conservatives, because, you know, the inspiration, yeah, you, you know, you feed the hungry. You offer clothing to those who are unclothed, right? Yes. You take um, care of the sick. and to, Yeah, right. And so, and I think about the, you know, when I pay insurance, you know, when I'm driving on the, you know, those back highways in the Northwest and I see people slide off into the ditch, I don't laugh. I mean, I should because they should know how to drive. It's winter. Again, it's all, it happens every year. That's right. You know, and I when think the roads about, are icy, what do you got to do? You got to slow, slow down, please. Slow <laughs> down, right? I mean, just in the last week, and before we went on air here, Tim, we were just talking about the real tragic, nasty accidents that have occurred in oh, the last few days. There, there, yeah, so you yeah, know, a fatality out there in Pines. We had a car that got cut in half by a light pole there on well, the I, South I, Hill. I, I think that they were doing like a hundred miles an hour. When you, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, not know, just icy on. conditions slow down, but I mean, there's racetracks are places you go fast <laughs> you know out in the public where you're gonna put people's lives at risk probably not gonna but you know this thing with you know the the poverty issue my i'm going i'm gonna go into poverty just paying insurance because all these morons keep running into stuff yeah you know and so you know my act of kindness is just paying insurance at this point in time well yeah and, 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 you, and you already know that you know one of the hidden costs in your auto insurance premium is under or uninsured motorists man. well the, the you know, so, I mean, we're paying for it or uninsured motorists yeah we're paying for the people that can't afford to pay yeah it's, it's gotten a lot of people where they don't want to give to charity because it, it's better just to help someone out individually so you know you give a little bit of cash to a homeless person the only problem is you're just helping them buy alcohol or booze and so you got to try to figure out okay so you go down you feed the homeless like in the inspiration today instead of having a birthday party and going out to a restaurant they bought some food and went down and and fed the homeless 
Well, you know, you can do that, but the homeless, for the most part, already have lots of resources and food stamps. You know, I, I think about that. How do we do that in today's world where we are providing more resources monetarily as taxpayers and individuals and organizations mm -hmm. to supposedly impoverished people at a higher rate than the working class family brings in every year. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm thinking about this. I'm like, okay, so how do we do this properly? And you know, Tim, you know, I mean, if you sit down and think about it and you make the comparisons, are some of the, are poor, really impoverished people? I mean, when you sit down and you compare them to other countries, you know well, what I'm saying? I mean, if you've got... You know, a poor person in the United States has still got a phone, they've got a TV, they've got a computer, they've got a roof over their head, video games. Now, granted, you know, uh, they went and they procured those particular items selfishly, in my opinion, because what they needed to be concentrating on would be things like having gas in the vehicle to make sure you can get to and from work if whoa, you're actually working, whoa, or yeah, having gas on. in the vehicle if you want to hey, go look for work. Uh, hold on. You said work. You got it. You know, having money just in case you got to go to the like hospital. That. Having money so right. that you can put food in the pantry and the refrigerator. Right, but cuss yeah, words. A like, lot of people ain't you, thinking about those things as priorities. Cuss words like using the W word. <laughs> work. You mean is, a job? A job. Yeah. No, we're we're paying for drug addiction. We're paying for a lot of bad things. You know, and, and continue to watch this uh, camp hope situation. And I think about our inspiration and you know the sheriff Ozzy Knezovich, outgoing sheriff was uh you know talking about in a video last week the tens of millions of dollars spent locally on poverty yeah. on on homelessness now that's just i mean you look at camp dope the whatever millions they've spent there and you drive by there and you're like oh okay well now they have generators they have lights they've got some heaters they've got you know more resources for these people but does it look like they spent millions of dollars on that square block no no it, it, this is where this is where you know in in some of the coverage that we've been talking about the last couple of days where you get those nonprofits right. doing their happy dancing yeah. or dancing in the hallway and whatnot because they get these huge grants huge amounts of money okay and they're hiring all their friends all their yeah. leftists that either didn't win election or they worked on democrat campaigns or what have you that's exactly uh, right. or maybe even some uh republican campaigns and they're just you know following the money yeah and and the money's flowing towards the poor people and are they poor people or is it poor policies that are impoverishing people it's poor policies that impoverish people because we're we're basically funding the human degradation that we're seeing in front of us so i just thought about that yeah this, and you know the democrats are doing a happy dance all the while it is happening man. well but it's not just the democrats i mean it's like the, i don't know there's probably lots of republicans that sell car insurance i mean we're paying for bad behavior i mean insurance is kind of a social system right oh well you know i kind of group the rhino republicans in with the democrats what can i say well yeah that's <laughs> probably an like easy the way. infamous 12 that R continue right. to vote with the democrats at the congressional level just got to meet him in the 40 yard line i think, <laughs> yeah, mitch, okay. I think yeah. mitch mcconnell said something like that he didn't 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 want to and you know i'll tell you you know i, I wholeheartedly agree office. with the sentiment and the message that was developed during our interview with sulani matson
okay? From the center, looking to the left and looking to the right, I get all of that. I mean, I am there, you know? Well, the reason why we're in the center... But I'm telling you, man. The reason why we're in the center is when we look to the left and the right, one group of people want to jump us and take our money so that they can fund their friends and get government contracts and everything else. And the other group we're looking at, they want to mug us so that they can afford their drugs and their nonprofits (laughs) and their... So I think, I mean, the amount of charity that's going out there, the world's problem should have been solved already. The problem is there's way too much corruption. Is the government looking at solving that? No, because what did you title today's show? The global plan is... Uh, it's the plot thickens this Thursday. Yeah, and, and we were originally going to say the global plot thickens, except, you know, it's not going to be a global plot because what we're, what we're seeing happen is some rich elites are going to get to control everything. Big tech's going to be in control of a bunch of stuff. There's going to be owners. And they're teaching all these kids in college and high school, be a global citizen, because they're teaching them to accept the tyranny of basically a global like an oligarchy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Klaus Schwab nailed it. You know, nobody is going to own anything and you will like it. You'll own nothing okay? and you'll like it. That's and, right. And I mean, why it, will you like it? Because if you say you don't like it, you're not going to get to go shopping at the stores you like to shop at. That's right. And one more time, ladies and gentlemen, let me rattle off these five or six different bullets here. Once a government provides you with the basic utilities, the government can then decide to turn them on and off. Once a government pays for your education, the government can control the education and career you get to have. Once a government provides you with food, the government can then decide how much or if you get to eat at all. Once the government pays for your housing, housing, huh? the government can then control where you live and how much you pay. Yeah. Because you ain't owning anything. You're going to be renting it. Well, we okay? already rent from the government. That's another day's conversation. Of course. Once a government pays for your health care and medicine, the government can control whether or not you are valuable enough to live. And then finally, the bullet with regard to the Second Amendment. And boy, I'm telling you what, that is definitely a true one, because if you don't have your Second Amendment, man, the government is going to just continue to roll you over like they have been for eons. Well, if you don't have the Second Amendment, you can't defend all the rest. So <laughs> exactly. that's kind of way that goes. But you know, that's another thing. We think that we're going to be able to keep our rights by, you know, stockpiling food or if you got ammo or whatever. Oh, I know. Um, you know, all they have to do to uh, slow down this thing is control how you shop and what you can buy. And, and uh, we'll talk about that. I know that we got a Gateway Pundit article to talk about in the second half. But this Klaus Schwab thing, this guy and the World Economic Forum is a group of people that I think is not in the best interests of American families. Yeah, no kidding. Here's your headline, folks. World Economic Forum Chair Klaus Schwab declares on Chinese state TV that China is a model for many nations. Here's your story. World Economic Forum founder and chair Klaus Schwab recently sat down in an interview with Chinese state media outlet and proclaimed that China was a role model for other nations. Now, maybe he's just being a politician and lying to them, trying to get buy-in, but you know, if they're a model for other nations, I thought the World Economic Forum also was all about the whole ESG score, exactly. environmentally friendly. I don't think China's got a great environmental track record. No, but I'm, you know, those guys are really ramming the uh, DEI and the ESG down their citizens' throats. Well, down their citizens' throats, but how come that I keep on seeing shipments of coal, giant ones going over there? I know, I know, man. Some of the worst violators, boy, I tell you. Schwab, who is 84, made these comments during an interview with CGTN's Tian Wei on the side 
headlines of last week's APEC CEO summit in Bangkok, Thailand. Schwab said he respected China's tremendous achievements at modernizing its economy over the last 40 years. I think it's a role model for many countries, Schwab said, before qualifying that he thinks each country should make its own decisions about what systems it wants to adopt. I think we should be very careful in imposing systems, but the Chinese model is certainly a very attractive model for quite a number of countries. Well, he's not the only one that has said that. There's been other supposed leaders or people that are in elite positions that have said that they like China's model yeah. because, of course, China doesn't have the clumsiness of elections. I'm, I, yeah, no. it's it's vote for who I say you do or I'm shooting you in the head. Right. It's go to work at this factory and produce this much yield a day or I'm going to shoot you in the head. Or, or your family doesn't get food. There you go, man. Yeah. Anyway, the story continues. <laughs> I mean, that's how China does it. That's how China does you it. You bet. Schwab did not elaborate on what aspects of the Chinese model appealed to him, nor which ones would be beneficial to other countries. China is governed by the absolute rule of the Chinese Communist Party, or CCP, which does not allow people to practice the religion or belief of their choice and has no tolerance for dissent or criticism. Okay? Right. I don't now, think they have a... I don't think they have But a really, I don't think that China is any worse than, you know, Rocket Man over in North Korea. Well, I don't think they have a... Because that guy you know, will put you in front of a firing squad in front of your family in a heartbeat, man. Well, and we were talking about the makers and the takers and all that, you know, the, uh, the kind of lifestyle that people, if they take advantage of all the welfare programs out there and don't do a bunch of drugs, and they actually, you, I mean, they're making good money. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I, but I don't think places like China take care of their impoverished so well. Well, check this out, man. In 2014, the CCP announced a moral ranking system whereby individuals, government organizations, and companies are ranked based on social credit. Comparisons have been drawn to environmental, social, and governance, or ESG scores, being used by major financial institutes and global organizations to create a type of social credit system designed to influence behavior and now, transform society. Hold on. Now, so, so the thing is, is that, <laughs> guess what's that, going on over like, in China right now, man? Well, it sounds like China has got Schwab's blessing on how they're operating, but we're going to have to take a break and come back because in a lot of ways, America's got a leg up on China in those areas. So we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with a gateway to another world. To our Spokane area veterans and their families, if you haven't checked out the Hilliard Veterans of Foreign Wars Post 1474, located at Diamond and Regal Street in Spokane, you gotta be there or be square. The Hilliard VFW is there to assist you and yours with all your VA questions. Give them a call at 487-3784. Weekly bingo, cards, bowling, dart tournaments, and meal specials are just a few more things that the Hilliard VFW offers. Stop on by, give them a call, 487-3784. And welcome back from the break, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim on The Plot Thickens this Thursday here on Right Spokane Perspective. Now, before we jump back into the coverage, quickie announcement. Tuesday, December 6th, Coeur d'Alene Resort and Convention Center, Mr. Tom DeWeese, who happens to be a worldwide expert on Agenda 2030 or this thing known as sustainable development. Again, we're talking Tuesday, December 6th, Coeur d'Alene Resort and Convention Center, 7 p.m. start time 
Doors will open at 6. Cost at the door is $10 for everybody 18 and over. And once again, you definitely got to be there at B-Square because Tom DeWeese has got it going on, ladies and gentlemen. Well, it's interesting that this is our announcement for today's show because we're actually talking about a lot of the things that he's going to get into the intricate details of Oh yeah, uh, because this whole Agenda 2030 stuff is really tied into the, you know, what we were talking about in the first half with the ESG scores, the social credit scores, but we were talking about China being, you know, this leader that Klaus Schwab is is saying is the leader, but we actually have a Gateway Pundit article that people should go check out. Now, do we have more on the Gateway, on the uh, Schwab? That uh, we need yes, to yes. First? As a matter of fact, let me go ahead and just finish her up real quick. Now, Schwab wrote in 2019 that ESG scores are necessary for stakeholder capitalism. Stakeholder capitalism is a model I first proposed a half a century ago, positions private corporations as trustees of society and is clearly the best response to today's social and environmental now, and challenges. And, and it's interesting Putting that you say corporations that. Now, hold, now, keep that article in hand because the thing is, is that the ESG score, he used a term called stakeholders. Now, if you spend very much time in government committees, you go to Olympia, you read bills, it'll say in, in the legislative intent in a lot of congressional bills, a lot of uh, bills in Washington state, and I'm sure all over the country, about how they get stakeholders together. They create committees, they do projects, task forces, you know, all these things that government creates so they can justify the policies that they put into place. And they use that term a lot, stakeholders. Now, what are stakeholders? Those are entities that the government has decided are the most important stakeholders in any given topic, whether it's, you know, for the environment, for children, for education, and those stakeholders end up being the industry leaders in everything. So that they're really monopolizing industries in every area of life because those are the stakeholders that are in the room making the decisions and everybody else is, is out of luck. Exactly. So they're not going to have competition because government is working hand in hand with corporations to create policy to control the population. If that sounds anything like fascism, forget about it. It's fine. <laughs> We're all going to be global citizens. Nothing we'll, to see over here. We'll have nothing and we'll like it. We'll yeah. own nothing and exactly. enjoy it. So that's kind of where we're headed. Now, this Gateway Pundit article, and folks, I personally think that people should watch the video that's attached to this article. This is a recent Gateway Pundit article. It talks about smart cities, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you talk about smart cities, when you're talking about the social credit score in China, I'm sure almost everybody listening today has seen something about the social credit score in China, about the cameras, and they see if they get facial recognition. Well, this video inside this Gateway Pundit article of smart cities, there's an interview with a guy that worked in Silicon Valley for a couple decades, and he was an electronic engineer, and what he did was developed digital cameras. Mm -hmm. And so he was really involved with this technology. Now, we know about the cameras in China because we've seen them and seen the presentations, how awful it is in China. But actually, the United States has more cameras that are digitally connected to, uh, you know, 5G per capita in the United States more than they do in China. Yeah, so, well, what about we England? Actually, we, well, yeah, I'm not so sure about England, but uh, well, the problem with some of those old European countries is their infrastructure is so old. I mean, you know, 
they barely have enough street to drive on. But <laughs> so the That's United a true States for England, I'm telling you, I've been yeah, there and done that. Yeah. So the United States actually has better infrastructure for this whole new digital world that they want to create and creating a digital score for people. The infrastructure, even the governance is better set up and it doesn't even have to look like it's done by a dictator because your legislatures have already put controls into place. I know that there was this crazy guy on the radio. I think his name was Mike and he hated those cameras that gave you speeding tickets because you're talking about digital control. There's no police officer there. It's, uh, you know, it gets signed, it gets sent to you. You're mitigating it. There's no one to argue with. Of, no, I did come to a complete stop right here. You see, you know, so there is no accountability for law enforcement to actually enforce the law right, it's going right. to be done digitally so sure. that was a problem with this digital enforcement with traffic right. lights yeah. right yeah red so, light cameras you bet but now it's going to be everywhere so it's it's interesting i think people should just go read that uh, article and definitely uh you know if you don't want to read the whole article watch this video with this silicon valley electronic engineer because he laid out a case where america really has the power governmentally policy wise and the infrastructure already in place to be way more tyrannical than China. You want to talk about the ability to have digital currency because it's so hard to trade. You got the 87,000 new IRS agents. But what you have is, do you want to use your card somewhere? Did your card work? You know, instead of having citizens, what was the other part of the article, the, the top headline there? It's worldwide being converted into open concentration camps. Open concentration camps. Now, I've talked about the free-range prison we live in. Right? Oh, we, yeah. we interviewed the sheriff. We've interviewed political candidates over the last several months leading up to the election. And I talked about the free-range prison because, you know, kind of like just talking to law enforcement. Actually, Ozzy put it in the video. They had uh, someone down at Camp dope that they had arrested that had a name tag that was given to them at camp dope and of course there were they were trying to get all these people ids right but they were using right. fake names they're sure. using you know so they're giving them ids that look legitimate but they're not because it's a fake name and the individual they arrested was actually a sex offender right so but you're not gonna be able to do that in the digital world because it's all facial recognition so you can say well there's some benefits to that so a lot of people are getting sold on the benefits of this digital control because you're not going to have to have an ankle bracelet system monitoring citizens to where they can't you know leave their house because we know the criminals aren't following that they're leaving their house even sure. though they're supposed to be on their ankle right. bracelet because the deal is they're not going to be able to buy anything there's no point for them to go to the store or go down to the bar or go to the right. club or whatever yeah because they've been 86 out of the society because yeah. the the digital currency is not going to work so they have to stay at home and wait for the food to get delivered for their basic sustenance because they're in digital prison yeah and, and so it's interesting. So they're going to sell us on this digital concentration camp because of the benefits of controlling the population that's already among us, because, of course, some of them should still be in prison. But, you know, what, what are we going to do when they don't like the way we talk about I don't know, government. <laughs> no kidding. I, mean, I don't know that I could get an IRS agent or a FBI agent to believe that uh, I've never been skeptical of government. Mike, yeah. you, you've never, you've never been skeptical of government. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> anyway, no. ladies and gentlemen, I here, just want to go shopping, man. Here is your headline. Smart cities worldwide being converted into open concentration camps says a ex Silicon Valley engineer turned whistleblower. Once again, folks, this is on the gateway and all you got to do is type in that search field, smart cities, and this article will come up. Now, I'll give you a taste of the article. 
Aman Jabi is a native of India and an engineer who worked in Silicon Valley for 25 years, co-inventor of two cell phone camera apps. He immigrated to the United States in 1988 because he admired America's culture of liberty and ingenuity. Jabi now lives in Big Fork, Montana, probably on a ranch. <laughs> yeah, Big Fork, Montana, some and, acres. Well, he wanted to get away from, and that's why yeah. it's important to watch that video, with which the rest of this article yeah. encompasses, because even over in some of these small towns, he's talking about these LED lights that are they're putting in cities. It's not just the fact that the cameras that you see, these LED lights, they have different kinds of electronic waves and powers and controls that they can put into these LED systems yes. that are computer-operated, not just the fact that the light comes on when it gets dark, but because they can change the tone, the frequency of the light, there's all sorts of different control tactics right. in there. Now, Jobby lives in Big Fork, Montana, and has become, in my opinion, one of the most important whistleblowers and voices warning about a coming beast system. His message needs to be heard by all Americans, and I highly recommend my readers find one hour during the Thanksgiving weekend to hear him out in the video. Now, if you agree with me that his message is essential, please share this article and video with your friends and family. Before you can break out of the matrix, you need to know that you live in a matrix, and that involves recognizing the tentacles that the matrix gaining a stranglehold on your life. The matrix. That's an interesting movie to think about uh, right? uh, in it this is. context. But the matrix, is it, are we saying it right? Meta. Metaverse matrix. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But so it, in the last article, we were talking in the first half about Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum right. partnering with corporations as stakeholders. Yes, exactly. This is what this is about, folks. You bet. Most of us spend way too much time focused on the wrong things. We talk endlessly about what's going on in Washington when we've invited the beast system right into our homes, even get it injected into our own bodies. We placed ourselves on a path of destruction out of fear, lack of information, and lack of discernment. Even if you live in a red state like Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, or Texas, you will not be insulated or protected from the beast system because its claws are already dug into the infrastructure of all 50 states. We have people, well-intentioned people in the conservative movement who make their living warning us about the socialists, the communists, or the Islamists. Here's the hard truth. We could eliminate every single socialist, communist, and Islamist from America tomorrow, and we would still be in a heap of trouble because the globalists already have the laws and technological infrastructure in place to convert our republic into a technocratic slave state. Some of the most advanced elements of infrastructure, as Jobby points out, are in states like Florida and Georgia and other red states. This is the dark underside of tyranny that nobody wants to talk about. Not a single politician talks about it on a regular basis. Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky comes perhaps the closest to understanding the system, but I wonder if he even understands the full scope of the problem. The way to defeat this system is so simple, yet so difficult. One thing I can promise you is that we will never vote our way out of it because the same people who are laying the infrastructure for smart cities worldwide are in control of the voting systems internationally. Because there are so many of us, as opposed to so few of them, we must use the power of numbers. All we have to do is say no. Reject the tools of our enslavement that are offered on a shiny silver platter that looks so enticing. We must recognize that these are the same tools and products that make our busy 21st century lives so convenient, so efficient, and entertaining. And so we buy them on cue. We upgrade them on cue. We hand over our biometric data on cue. 
Until one day, we will wake up and realize that we have convenienced ourselves and entertained ourselves right into a digital gulag from which there is no escape. That's the thing about it is we're already there. I mean, there, you know, facial recognition, we're already there. Most people already have used social media. They've taken pictures with digital phones that your facial recognition is already in the system. And so really, you know, I know we're out of time here. So we can't just say, well, we're going to get rid of all devices and we're going to live like the people at Camp Dope. Yeah. No, actually, wait, they, they all have cell phones and and iPads that we pay for yeah. for them. But the reality is, is that we're going to have to tell government, you know, and there is some people, I mean, I know Kathy McMorris Rogers is working on something to try to protect children online yep. from predators and, and things. And we need government to do its job instead of like Klaus Schwab and what Mark Zuckerberg was doing with politicians and this, uh, what, Bankman fraud, Bankman Freed, the yeah, uh, you FTX guy, instead of us allowing Pelosi gate where government is allowed to control our elected representatives. We need our, or excuse me, corporations to control our elected representatives. We need our elected representatives to do their job and represent us. It's their job. They always use the commerce clause to get away with stuff. Yeah. They need to start using the commerce clause to control the reach of corporations. Now we know that Google and other entities just had to pay billions of dollars for violating people's yeah. privacy rights. Mm-hmm. And we need to make sure that we continue to hold these corporations accountable and a couple billion dollars doesn't do it yeah like maybe some of these corporations need to be broken up so they don't have global reach yeah could very well be man. Maybe, maybe like utilities yeah anyway ladies and gentlemen once again the article is entitled smart cities worldwide being converted into open concentration camps you can find that and a video on gatewaypundit.com all of that being said mike and tim are out here today we'll be back at you and in your face again tomorrow bye-bye